Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. Hey, Betsy. Hey, Kate. Since this is coming out like a week before Halloween, mm-hmm. I thought I would ask, what are you going to be for Halloween? Oh, that is a very good question. Because um, usually my husband and I trade off. Uh, this year, my kids are going as Dipper and, uh, oh man, why am I blanking on her name? Dipper's sister from Gravity Falls, which naturally means someone has to be Grunkle Stan. Uh, my, it's my husband's turn, so he is Grunkle Stan, which means I am going as the lady that hands out the candy at the home gotcha what, what what are you going as well we got married this year the penguinologist and i so mm-hmm. i was trying to think of like the most romantic couple that is out Aww. there yeah and uh and we came up with uh, gomez and morticia adams so i think that's an excellent choice so he's growing out a mustache nice love <laughs> it love that he can grow out a mustache not everybody has that ability yep and we, it will probably be gone on november 1st <laughs> yeah that's all right really because i like a good mustache well, i think this is the era november, well, of ted lasso we need more mustaches well, doggone it if you are gonna have a mustache november is the month to have it because it's Mo- Movember. Uh, Movember, right? Yeah. Yes, the month of growing one's mustache. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, come on. You can't have him shave it in Movember. Oh, yes, I can. <laughs> I think it's against the law. So, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. What if anyway. he's asleep? Then, and then I just come with a straight razor and just. That, well, I can't imagine any man waking up and seeing his wife crouched over him with a straight razor having any problems whatsoever so yeah you go do that you okay go do that. and and uh and before you do uh who are you i'm kate and i'm <laughs> betsy the one who doesn't have the straight razor and is standing <laughs> over her husband with a wicked gleam in her eye and what do we do uh well first of all what is the name of this podcast fuse eight and kate very good and and what do we do on this podcast talk about children's picture books that's right and what do we talk about when we talk about children's picture books whether there's mustaches or not um sometimes what was the last time we had a really good mustache in a picture book surely we've had them when was the last time you gave me a 70s book um uh, well that was exactly that oh yeah it was probably daddy's roommate then yeah <laughs> it's like instantaneous mustache acquired. Excellent. Uh, I Actually, there may be a mustache in today's book. Um, I can't guarantee that there isn't. But there's one character who may indeed be mustachioed. Uh, we will see. So we've been on sort of a Halloween books craze. And you, you like... You like the creepy. You I, like the, the chilly, you know? You like the little bit of scary. Yeah. Um, I am always bound to disappoint you, I'm afraid, <laughs> uh, because I noticed there's a new movie in theaters, Kate. You know what You know what that movie is? Um, James Bond? That, that is true, but James Bond has not appeared in many picture books that I have seen yet. <laughs> uh, but Clifford the Big Red Dog is also in movie theaters. Have you come saw, across the ads in your Instagram, in your with John, Facebook? John Cleese. John Cleese. It. Not just John Cleese. David Allen Greer, Tony Hale, Keenan Thompson, Rosie Perez, Horatio Sands, and more. Yes, it was a star-studded cast. And the, the guy who wrote uh, Clifford the Big Red Dog, we did 
Clifford the Big Red Dog. Yep. I don't know if you recall, it had a couple weirdnesses in it. It was it had some some odd moments. And uh, anyway, the guy who did it was a guy by the name of Norman Bridwell. And whoa, what's this? What am I pulling out of my bag? Oh. If I had to take a wild guess, a Norman. The Witch Next Door by Norman Bridwell. Yes, The Witch Next Door. This is a book that I read as a kid, and I had to really go through my brain to figure out. Betsy. Um, yes. Betsy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Betsy. Yes. You have given me three <laughs> witch books in a I, row. I have. We're on a three. It's a witchy year, Kate. And she's the cover. She's on a broom. She is on a broom. Brooms Just do play like a role. Yeah. Two books ago. <laughs> yeah. And the last I can't book. help it, Kate. I'm in a witch rut. I can only produce books with witches. This is the last one for like ever because I can't think of any beyond <laughs> these three. But this one, this one I had to do with Clifford the Big Red Dog in theaters. I my hands were tied, Kate. I had no choice. <laughs> oh. I had no choice. Okay. And you have no choice but to read that book. Right. Hooray! While Kate reads her third witch on a broom book this month. Sorry, Kate. I will give you a little background information on The Witch Next Door, which is supremely difficult to do. I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but Norman Bridwell was not full of O scandal. Uh, This was not a man who craved the spotlight, who had 20 different wives in 20 different towns. Like, no, he lived a very quiet, modest life and was a very nice guy from what I can tell. And did not have any enemies or anyone trying to poison him. So it makes for a very boring biography. However, I was able to at least find a story about the origin of this particular book. So apparently this book came out after Clifford. And he was, you know, working on Clifford's sequels. Here's here's how this went down. On the night before he was going to meet with his editor about a Clifford book that he had worked on for many weeks... Bridwell drew some sketches and put together the text for what would become one of his most popular books, The Witch Next Door. Bridwell thought he was just bringing along something extra, but The Witch Next Door, about a kindly witch and her friendship with her two young neighbors, was accepted for publication while the Clifford book was rejected. That's the way it goes, Bridwell says, calling The Witch Next Door a happy accident. Hello? Mm. Woo-hoo! I got you a spooky, scary... Oh, I can't say spooky. I got you a scary, creepy, creepy book. For who? I don't know. Not me. Not you? Uh, you couldn't be. Find the... Then who? <laughs> <laughs> Betsy thought this was scary from the bookstore. Who, me? Yes, you. Couldn't be. Then nobody. Nobody, actually. <laughs> there would be nobody. Is... Really, with its cotton candy coloring, you don't think that this is a spooky, spooky... Mm-hmm. Let's no, I keep saying the word. Ah. You do. Let's just start from the beginning, shall okay. we? We have this witch who doesn't have green skin. She nope. has green hair. Yes. Which makes me wonder if she's trying to be like the Joker or like some punk who just walked into Hot Topic and bought some Manic Panic hair dye. I think definitely punk, right? I mean, she's wearing like those socks. Those socks are right. so... Are those an homage to the Wizard of Oz? Because they're striped socks. They are striped. Ooh, yeah, good call. Or maybe just witches wear striped socks and we're the last to know. Well, Wizard of Oz started it, though. I guess, well, in color, certainly, yes. Yeah, I don't know that any other witch... I don't know, though. I feel like, I feel like if you dug deep into old illustrations 
you might be able to find images of witches in, in picture books and stuff wearing striped socks. Like, I, I can imagine a Hansel and Gretel witch Before with some stripiness. Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Because right. Wizard of Oz was like, what, 1901? So I I'm feel sorry, like... did you say 1901? The yeah. movie. No, I'm, I'm talking, talking about... about the book. I'm talking about the movie. Ugh, Betsy. Right. Well, the movie. Right. Whatever. <laughs> talking about the book oh Ugh. anyway so we got this witch with green hair and striped socks and the book is narrated by these two little kids who are like there's a witch living on our street do you know how we can tell and then you flip the page and she's walking into a drugstore <laughs> like, she likes oxycontin <laughs> but, story checks out kids yeah but, she has a broom that's up against a meter, and if you look closely, the meter is red. So she did not pay. So she did not pay to park her broom. To park there. her broom. Yeah. Well, that's that. You know, she's just going to get a ticket for that, though. I don't know how you'd stick it on a broom, but maybe between the bristles. I don't know. Anyway, so it's like right. So this isn't. They just, like, talk about different aspects of her, like how she says hi. She'll, like, tip her hat and a bat would fly out. Do women tip hats typically? I thought that was more of a manly thing in the past. You know, she's progressive. She can do whatever she wants. Mm. Uh, You know, when she goes grocery shopping, she uses her hand to let things fly into her cart. And when she moved in, she used her hands to move furniture into the house and you so don't have to I buy realized, anybody pizza that way yeah. well she's she's making things move with her hands not with a wand like hermione oh yeah not with her nose like bewitched right but she's more like winifred sanderson from hocus pocus who uses her hands to do the magic oh i see i'm glad that you are breaking this down to the witches in witch. media yes and how they move things without touching them yes yes I just wanted to be clear. Well, yes. And I must say, it is funny that, you know, it's not the nose thing because this book comes out in, what, 1969? So you would think that would have been influenced by a lot of witch television that was already on TV. Yeah. Well, no. No, not even. Well, she's also wearing, like, the stereotypical, like, black... Black uh, robe with a black black hat. hat And the black pointy shoes. And the long nose. Striped socks. I mean, she's pretty much... The typical witch. Yep. Yeah. Stereotype. Oh, yeah. Very yeah, stereoty- yeah. stereotypical witch. Yep. Yeah. So she paints her house black. Okay. I'm, I'm down with that. And I'm thinking maybe she painted it black to scare off unwanted children. <laughs> hint, hint, hint. Well, if she was going to do that, shouldn't she like make it look like it's made of candy or something? No, that would attract kids. I think she wants oh, to... Oh, that's true. Yeah. She wants to keep... Yeah. But repel. these two kids keep following her, like, everywhere she goes. And then I get to a very confusing page. Okay. She's hanging up her laundry, like, on the line, which is just a bunch of black robes. Right. However, <laughs> there is a bird. What kind of bird is this, Betsy? Oh, uh, that's a vulture. It's a vulture. That is a vulture. That is on the clothing line, and it's only in here this one page. Well, that's weird. And I Did thought... she kill a somebody and that's why the vulture is hanging around not this wish or does the vulture hope that she's going to kill somebody i think at first i thought oh maybe this is her pet but when you flip the page no you can see the pets that she owns yeah none of those are vultures so this one bird shows up for no reason on one page just because it can it is a little weird because there is no reason for him to have included that um it's not like the rest of the book isn't all sunny. It is. He already had the black robes on the line. There was no reason to add a vulture. And yet he seemed to have been gripped with a sudden desire to show the world that he can, in fact, <laughs> illustrate vultures. I mean, and that poorly because the neck looks like it's colored in. Honestly. Well, this would make a much more realistic pet than the 
things that he made her pets be, which was like yeah. some like weird dragon teal thing Bug flying and like, something with a bow thing. on its tail. And I'm like, kill me now. Uh, no. <laughs> um, no. And she's smiling this entire book. Yeah, she's super cheery. It's unnerving. She's really cheery. I don't like it. It could be she's trying to look innocent. But why? I have no idea. She doesn't seem to have a grand plan. She's not evil by any no. sense of the word. <laughs> she's the nicest witch possible. She she gives giant baskets of cookies when her, when the kid is sick. And then we is the kid sleeping in the living room? Does his bed no. been placed in the living room? No, his bedroom just has like an emergency door, like a back okay. door. He's in like the back room. All right, because that looks like the front room to me. Yeah, eh, but then right. we come to the scariest page. This this is the scariest page. Do you know why this is the scariest why, page? Why is this the scariest page? Because the mother has no nose. Ah! It's the scariest picture. What happened to her nose? And okay, and I'll bring it up at the end why this is super disturbing that she has no nose. Okay. But this picture in How and of itself um, was terrifying to me. I looked yeah. at this and went, oh God. Yeah. She's got no nose. How does she smell? Um, Like a dog. Terrible. Oh. Uh, I was like, like a dog. But then no, I was no, no, like, no. no, like I meant like a snake with no, her no, tongue, no. but then you did a dad joke. I and... did a dad joke. Okay, moving on. So, right. Nicest witch in the world. She brings giant baskets of cookies when the kid is sick. She's got freaky arms. Yeah, she has like, she helps kids get (laughs) kites out of trees. I find that much more frightening. She helps kids make their lollipops three feet big. She plays with the kids. Okay, what's her angle? Why? (laughs) Seriously, though, she's she's working on something. Why isn't she trying to kill them? Because I would, honestly. (laughs) I would kill all of them. (laughs) Kill them all. And also, since when do witches sleep like bats? Upside down from the chandelier. Why? Why, Betsy? Why? I don't know. It seems to be getting them mixed up with vampires. Yeah. But we didn't want to do vampires. We wanted to do a witch. Yeah. So he just wanted to paint somebody upside down. So, but she's not a vamp. Witches don't I don't. Also, why is her hair not? Going right? towards the ground if she's you upside down. It gravity. looks like he just, he just painted her right side up and then he just put a chandelier there and then flipped the picture. He did put a nightcap on her, though, that was like a somewhat colored pointy hat. It's got nice Halloween colors like orange and black. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. Sure. So then we come to the most scientifically inaccurate picture. <laughs> Which is when the uh, the bats come to the bat bath, which is like a bird bath. Yeah. However, it's the middle of the day, and the are bats... they drinking? Um, How do bats drink? I don't actually know. Like this, Betsy. Sure. In the middle they of the to, day, they go... that's why my bird in bath a bird is bath. full of bats. I I I was At like, noon. are we gonna not even going to attempt to teach children science? No. Okay. <laughs> not 1969. Went off. No. Okay. So right. So the witch is having fun. I mean, with... it's really there's no plot here that I'm seeing. Oh it's no, just it's, like it's just a, li- the... a, a list of nice things she do. Yeah, but then the one plot thing that comes up is the witch is hanging out with these two kids, eating Being cookies groovy. and drinking tea, and then these two people come to her door. And it's the only time we see a, 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 a yeah, sad no, face. No mustache. Oh, yeah. She's got a sad face. And we see these two people who, honestly, <laughs> I think these are witches. I think this is a witch and this is a warlock because it's uh-huh. a man and a woman. And I think what happened is that these, this witch and this warlock have been, for the last 20 years, have been undercover in this neighborhood. 
trying to understand exactly what's going on, <laughs> the underbelly of the neighbors. And then this witch comes along and ruins everything. And so they tell her, get out. Right. They- also, why is the woman wearing a fez? Very unnerved well, it's a, it's by a her fez, fez without the tassel. It doesn't have the tassel, but it's certainly fez-like. But doesn't she look like a witch? Oh, yeah. No, very much so. Yeah, I mean, you could are... also argue these are like the Dursleys, honestly. Well, yeah. I think she's undercover and that this new witch that came to town <laughs> ruined everything. Right. They've been here for 20 years. And, exactly. And they said, we don't want witches in our neighborhood, you uh-huh. know, trying to play up. Well, we are normal people and we don't want witches. Mm-hmm. Well, this witch gets very Whoa. angry. She looks very angry. She's very angry. And the kids are like, we're angry too. We'll stomp our feet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't believe you're angry kids. So the witch casts a spell. I on... love her face when she's casting the spell. This is the most interesting she's looked all book. Yeah, she's, she's got terrifying. she's got some bags under her eyes, and she's got some wiggly mouth. She action. got the wiggly mouth action, yeah. And uh, and she casts a spell on the two people at her door, the the I think witch and warlock. Mm-hmm. But uh, she turns them into a handsome young prince and princess. And the princess is a little curvy, busty Larue, little, little busty Larue there, <laughs> yeah, little May West action going Booby on. Booby McGee, shall we? You know what I mean. So her spell wow. was to change her neighbors, their looks and their class. That's the most pathetic spell I've ever seen. It's really a weird choice. It's like if you're if you meet resistance to your ways in which you are different. So if the neighborhood association comes to you. And tells you to get out. Upgrade their lifestyle and yeah. give them a boob job. Yeah. Yep. And uh, and the kids are like, we want a boob job too. And she says, no, children. <laughs> you are too young. Yes. Uh, she says, uh, good boys and girls are more beautiful than princes and princesses. It's hard to say that. And princes. that's the end of the book. Okay. And that's the moral of the story. That's it. So don't try to be a prince or princess, boys and girls. She gets angry. And that's all she can do. And that's the end. It's apparently her one go-to spell. It doesn't come up very often, but when it does, it's a doozy. Yeah, that's yep. a whole thing. Okay, so this, this like I'm saying, you know, Bewitched, the Munsters, the Addams Family, you know, these were all TV shows about being different in a suburban setting. That uh, did to- it well right <laughs> right but i'm just saying this probably came out of that same sort of feeling like mm. someone being like hey um, but the original was not in color these colors are not at all what this book looked she like she didn't actually have green hair no she did because the only color it had was green oh. so it was a black and white black and white from start to finish now at some point he colorized i think he colorized a bunch of his own books including this one with I'm not gonna say garish but kind of garish watercolors uh the colors are really really bright in this book um i'm not sure what year it was colorized either i did find something that uh you might like look look kate it's witch next door cupcakes see the frosting's like her hair it's green and so there's a little hat on top and green, it's chocolate green frosting with a black witch hat with an orange brim thing that's right yeah that's right what about it i i don't know but it looks delicious right you right? just wanted to show me a picture of a cupcake literally that's all i wanted to do <laughs> that's, okay. that's kind of my my whole thing for that uh, okay yes uh ratings time you go first yeah okay it's not a great book uh i'll admit it 
it, I like it because it has that moment of complete and utter bizarreness at the end. I appreciate a book that gets weird, but this got weird in a not interesting way. I do feel like changing them into something was a good move. And I'm glad it wasn't something like, you know, lizards or something boring like that. However, the prince and princess, <laughs> that's a weird move. I don't think anyone would argue with that. And I'm not sure what to do with that. I don't know how to process that. I don't know if a kid would know how to process that. Like, turn your enemies into royalty, kids. <laughs> That's the lesson of the day. So Beautiful royalty. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, forget. yeah. Exa- well. They weren't uh, ugly. Beautiful according to the standards of the time. Right. Royalty. Yeah. Um, as you pointed out, there's, there's a lot of weird stuff going on in this book. I It is not a classic. Um, I don't hate it, but it, it's a three. Yeah. Okay. So I hate the illustrations. Okay. Uh, she didn't pay for the meter. There's a random <laughs> bird that makes no sense. It's scientifically inaccurate, and she's smiling all the freaking time. Uh-huh. And even, I think, a two-year-old would read this and go, yeah, no, this is lame. Um, I do like the mom's missing nose, though, because if you look at her two children, they have two different kinds of noses, Ooh. and she doesn't have any nose. Maybe having a nose is a recessive gene. So I gave it a 0.5 more than you because oh. of that. So I gave, <laughs> I gave it a 3.5. Wow. Yeah. So not a classic. Is Definitely that not. Right? I want not. this out of my house. Okay. It you know what? I'll just, I'll just take that. Yeah. Take that away I'm from never going to get those 30 minutes back of my life. No. Um, no. <laughs> You're really not. Nope. Really? Really not. <laughs> but hey. Uh, there wasn't any overt racism, so we can give it that much. Thanks, <laughs> that Betsy. we can see. That's that's where the bar. Is. <laughs> yep, <laughs> nothing overt. Uh, grown up things we like. I actually have two things, but Ooh. they're related. Okay, and great. I really should have done them last week because I started by talking about the haunted mansion and how it didn't have the Nightmare Before Christmas decorations. That's up. correct. I do remember that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, my two things are about the haunted mansion. Oh, in Disney World. And Disneyland. And Disneyland. Oh, 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 And in most of their major theme parks, yes. Okay. So the first thing is uh, Muppets Haunted Mansion, which is on Disney+. Plus. Yes, I saw the ads for that. Yeah, so the premise is on Halloween night, Gonzo is invited to spend one night in the Haunted Mansion. And if you've ever been on the Haunted Mansion ride in Disneyland or Disney World, you will recognize the entire ride in the movie. Um, the movie is less than an hour, and it features Will Arnett and Darren Chris and Pat Sajak and then, like, a bunch of celebrities. It's really weird, but um, it wasn't, like, the best thing I saw, but, you know, that I've seen the Muppets do, but it, it's, it'll entertain your kids if you have them. I was reasonably entertained. I think they did a better job with The Christmas Carol, honestly. Yeah. But for less than an hour, you get to see some Muppets. It's their first Halloween episode. Is this so. why Will Arnett had a Muppet version of himself on uh, the second season of Lego Masters? Because no. that was a big thing. Nope. I just wonder if he nope. had some nope. connection to that. I, I don't know. Yeah. Also, but- I find it very weird that the guy who does Gonzo's voice is still doing Gonzo. Because he's like the last of the original Muppet crew. Like he's the only one left at this point if it's actually him because he sounds odd it's well it's because he's like a hundred years old at this point i'm pretty sure it's david i mean we can check it but it should be david gertz goats Gertz. oh yeah it is him yeah Yeah. no 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 he's that's been him from day one oh cool yeah so it's well then the other thing is the haunted mansion board game by funko 
Okay. Uh, it's for two to six players, ages nine and up, and it takes like 30 to 45 minutes to play. But you gain points by socializing with the ghosts around the Haunted Mansion, like in the different rooms. Um, so the players move around the mansion by rotating the endless hallway around Madame Leota's seance room. And then you collect ghost cards and you try and avoid the hitchhiking ghosts and haunt cards as the most haunted player will lose points. So the player with the most points at the end of the game wins. It's 25 bucks at Target. It can't hurt you. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's <laughs> it can't fun. hurt you. That's, oh, <laughs> it can't hurt you. Raves. <laughs> Kate Etienza. Well, yeah. see, that's why I did like two, two meh adult <laughs> things I to see. make up one, one. Pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right, we'll yeah, kill you. There you go. <laughs> well, well, yeah, I'm overwhelmed with your enthusiasm <laughs> over here. It's, just it's, it's drowning in it. More enthusiastic than I was about the book. So. All right. Well, you know, that's that's a low bar. Yeah. Okay. I, I get that. Uh, I have two things too. They're not particularly exciting, but I enjoy them. The first was I I got to I got to meet the mayor of Evanston. That's uh, that's Mayor Biss. Uh, he's nice. And he want, he's going to all the different departments of the city to talk to them and find out what they need and things like that. So he, he was visiting the library. We did a brown bag lunch. And uh, he told me that at the last city council meeting, uh, they'd had a lot of problem with people really focusing on they don't have anyone to drive the Zamboni. Not enough Zamboni drivers. And when I laughed at this, he was like, yes, it it is funny, isn't it? <laughs> it's like, no, it's super funny. I'm afraid, yeah. Sorry, your Zamboni woes. Apparently, they spoke for like an inordinately long amount of time at the city council meeting about the lack of Zamboni drivers. I love Evanston Zamboni so much. I have been in more meetings about that damn Zamboni than you would believe. I'm just counting how many times you've said Zamboni now. It's because I really enjoy saying Zamboni. <laughs> Uh, and if someone could make a song about them, that would make me really happy. So that's my first thing. My second thing is I'm very happy to announce that the Evanston Public Library has come up with its 101 uh, Great Books for Kids list. We do this every year. It is painful and a long, huge, year-long process, but by gum, we got it done. We got it down to 101. It is a very impressive list, and I'll have a link for it in the show notes. Nice. Yay! I love lists. Is your is your book on that list? No. Um, we decided that that would look weird because the list has been getting more attention and it looks super bad if the person who started the list committee is like, well, what a coincidence. Why, why it seems that a book with my name on it <laughs> has somehow shown up on the same list that I have created. So what it, what so, a funny coincidence. So that. it was number 102 is what you Sure. Saying. Yeah, they would tell you that. Yeah, this is why they've been promoting it like crazy in other ways is because they felt so bad that it wasn't going to be on the list. But I think because I'm not going to stop making books, it just makes sense for us not to include them on this list, which makes me sad because I would really love my book to end up on a best books list. And it's not, it's not going to happen with mine. Aww. That's okay. I'm a big girl. <laughs> I don't need my own list to praise my own book. So next week, no more Halloween books. We're done. We're Again. done. We Wait. might have a super uh, secret guest star. We'll see. Oh. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. Might, might happen. We'll see. Hey. I, and who made a very good choice of book? Uh, to do and I'm, ex- I'm looking forward to that okay yay new guest new book no more halloween november i'm looking forward to it excellent as am i 
And until that month rolls around, uh, I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse Number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse Number 8 Kate. Listen to us on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or Player FM, or follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime, and our Haddon Kime handler is Drew Etienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Etienza and Betsy Bird.